well, you're outside of like the guard station. So there's a room there. Basically, it's like the police station. It looks like it's fairly abandoned. There's no activity around it right now. So I turn to Albie. I'm like, you ready for this boy? And then we're going to go stealth our way in. You be good cop. I'll be bad cop. And we'll get we'll get Everin out. Okay. Lander Albert buddy cop. <laughs> Roll me a stealth check. Oh, God. For the Albert. Uh Oh, whew, that's not a one. That's an 11. <laughs> All right. Actually, I'm going to give you disadvantage. That is taking care of Albie. That is a one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to say that Albie just took off straight in front of me and just is charging into the station, making hella noise. Okay, so, Everett, you see Albie run into the station, basically runs past you, and then runs into the open door where the elf had gone. And then you hear a terrified scream <laughs> coming from that room. Can I say that Lander is shortly behind Albie? He gnawed down his table legs. Well, I'm just going to say just for comedic effect okay. that like you're doing the thing where like, you're looking left and you're looking right. And as you look left, that's when Albie takes off. So you don't even know that Albie's gone for a few seconds. So I, I look right, Albie's there. Look left, look right, Albie's gone. Yeah, then you're like, are you ready? Wait. <laughs> so, oh, shit. So there's been a few seconds before you realize it, and then you can take off and running. So you're going to run into the station, and you see Everin in a, a cell basically by himself, and you're running past him as well. Uh, there's an open door on the other side of the cell where you think Albie has gone. All right, I want to run through that door. <laughs> <laughs> so, Everin, you see Albie run past you, and then you see Lander run past you? Everin doesn't even say a word. He just shakes his head in disbelief, like, seriously, this is what's happening? Can I retcon that? And, like, as I'm running past Everin, I'm like, we're here to rescue you! <laughs> <laughs> and then just keep running down the hall. So you go into the other room and you see that the elf has was in the process of fixing a plate of food and it basically undone his trousers and was getting ready to piss on the plate when Albie attacked in a very vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> location. So the elf is screaming as Albie is tearing at his groinal region. <laughs> What would you like to do? It's called karma. I think this is where I'm going to have to roll initiative and try and knock this guy out. I'm just going to let you, you get, you're basically free action first, and then if you don't take him out, we'll roll initiative. I'm going to cast a uh, witch bolt on him. Okay. okay. I rolled a three, so an eight against his um, AC. Go ahead and actually roll with advantage. He does have an owlbear currently eating <laughs> okay. his crotch. Uh, a little bit better. Um, An 11? Or no. Yes, an 11. All right, that is still going to miss. So we're actually going to go ahead and roll initiative. Everin, you can roll as well, in case you want to jump in at some point. I got a nine for initiative. Nineteen. Everin, you are first, but before we go to you, we're going to cut over back to um, everybody else, the other group here. So Cassandra had just ominously said he'd be surprised at whether or not Foss would be upset about uh, Cranthon. You, so you have the elf, Cassandra, Cranthon, and uh, Cade. What are you guys doing? 
guess we go to the front door. I think you should go in by yourself. Okay. Try to do the deal. I'll keep the key out here with me, and I'll tap on my the secret compartment on my boot that actually has my Masterwork Thieves tools in it, and I'll shake my head no ever so slightly towards Cade so that he knows that I don't have the key. Good idea. In case something happens while I'm in there. Travis, high or low? Or equals? Hi. Are you going to open the door? I do. It's locked. I'll unlock the door. Okay. You unlock the door. I, you don't have to roll. It's fine. The bell tingles. Mm-hmm. Uh, ding, ding, when you go inside, it, the room just looks like every time you've been there before. Again, except the old guy isn't there now. And uh, it appears to be easy access back into the area where you met Foss last time. All right. He'll slowly make his way back in there, keeping an eye out for... Are you actually like sneaking not to be seen or just maybe stealth so you don't make noise or are you just he's trying? He's trying not to make noise, but um, yeah, he'll, he'll try and keep the shadows not be seen. Yeah. Right, go ahead and roll me a stealth. And Cranton's going to walk up and look in the door while right after he gets it open. Okay. Unlocked, I mean. 23. Okay. You don't see Kate. <laughs> actually, you'd have to roll, but uh, you see him walk in. And we'll just say for the sake of argument, you can see him sneaking around the room, uh, very quiet. You don't hear him making any noise, and you're able to make it to the, basically to that open hallway to the back. Unless you're going to do something else, you're just going to walk back there. Yeah, d- no sign of Foss? No sign of Foss. Uh, in that room. Okay. Once you go around, basically like around the counter, so it's, again, it's just like an open hallway back into the warehouse area. He's sitting where you've seen him sit every time before. His wheelchair is turned and facing towards you. He still has that sort of thick blanket over his legs, and he's just staring towards you. You don't know if he saw you, heard you, or if he just happened to be looking that way when you came around the corner. Wait a second. Watch Foss. Okay, so you're just going to, like, stay hidden and watch him? Mm -hmm. He just continues to basically stare in your general direction. You don't think he actually sees you, but he's, he's intently watching that way for a reason. Okay. It's entirely possible he heard the bell. Probably. I want to throw my voice, and I want to try and, and given all the time that he's, that he has spent um, pulling cons, you know, kind of deception, things like that. I, I want to try to, and, and bounce my voice off the, we established that there were windows in this room. I kind of want to bounce it off, off of one of those plate glasses so it sounds like it's coming from behind him, or just kind of echoing throughout that room. Okay. Roll me a deception. 14. So what are you having it say? Like, what, what, are, what are the actual words that you were saying? Where's Lander? So it's an almost imperceptible change, but he stiffens, and then he's actually going to, like, you know, roll one wheel forward, one wheel back, and so he does, like, a really tight 180, and he's now facing the other way, and he basically starts to say, like, well, what? And then he just stops when he realizes that you're not there. You didn't answer my question. So are you now then coming from no. actual binding? Or are you going to no, take- I'm actually going to take that opportunity to sneak into the room and kind of disappear into the room. Okay. Um, uh, definitely roll me another stealth check. 23. I'll give you credit to this point, but don't be a fool. Give me the key. He's just speaking towards the warehouse. He's not speaking directly at you. Give me the key, and I'll give you a lander. Why do you need it? It's none of your business. When you capture my crew, it's my business. Your crew tried to backstab me. 
they hadn't, I wouldn't have to have captured them. This is on you, not me. We have Cassandra. We'll trade. Do you have the key? How about this, Foss? We do the deal. Or we give you Cassandra, you give us Lander. Speaking of which, where is he? He's safe. I don't care about Cassandra. I care about the key. That's the only thing you have to negotiate with. Mm, I don't think so. He's going to start slowly turning his wheelchair, just like tiny increments, as if he's like trying to zero in on where you're at. I think that's your problem, not thinking. You don't know what's going on here. You don't know who I am. You don't know what this key does. You're messing with powers you can't fathom, and yet you think you're in control of them. I don't wish you any harm, but I will have that key. Tell me about the Darkling. He kind of like looks at, literally like side to side. The one that was holding onto the key? I don't know anything about a Darkling. Oh, you didn't know. Didn't know? Didn't care. <laughs> I guess I'll just ask him about the key. Okay. He truly looks confused. I was hoping that he knew it was there, and, and, and I would have shocked him by saying yeah. that. He seems confused. He's continuing to turn his chair very slowly, trying again, trying to narrow down on where you might be. I tire of these games, boy. All right, well, why don't you just tell me what's going on? Tell me about these powers that I can't fathom. I'm sorry, is this the part where I monologue? I was hoping so. You clearly don't know what's going on. Break the damn thing and get it over with. Actually, I'd be okay with that. Okay. He's now turned the chair back 180. He's now facing back the way he started. Are we going to do this or what? Lander for the key. It's, an, it's a great trade. The key's worthless to you. It's actually worth quite a bit of money. To who? Graydon. Roll me a perception check. Nine. There is, um, he, he's shocked. If that, that's the part where he, he reacts in a shocked manner. And the ambient temperature in this room just shot up about 10 degrees. Okay. I'll ask again. He's I'm starting a- to wheel his chair forward. I consider myself a noble man. Why do you need the key? I don't need the key. I need Graydon to not have the key. Why does he need the key? I don't think you would understand if I told you. So I'll say this. He wants to go somewhere. That key unlocks a door that lets him go to that place. I don't want him to go to that place. Try me. I don't think that's necessary. You have the key. I want the key. I have Lander. You want Lander. This is a business transaction. I don't understand why you're delaying. It's starting to get even warmer in this room. He's getting a little closer. His skin's very red. He's like almost flushed. Can I roll an insight check to see if he he truly believes he has Lander or if he's bluffing? Why would you even... I wouldn't have any reason to. I was just wondering if there there was something about what he had said. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and roll an insight. I... I, it, it's going to probably not work out. As best you can tell, he, and again, you would believe this as well, you have no reason to doubt that he does have Lander. Is it money? I can give you money. I expected Laos' room to be full with treasures. I didn't really know what was in there. I didn't care. But if your hands are empty, I'll fill your pockets. That's fine. Does the name Mortison mean anything to you? I know of him. He wants the key. Now, why would he want the key? He's, he actually is like asking himself and you. He's not a player in this game. I don't think he gets out much. No. 
but perhaps that's what he's thinking. The fool. I wish him no harm, but I want the key. And either you're going to give it to me. He puts his hands on the sides of his chair and he starts to stand up and the blanket falls away and there's two metallic legs. Basically, they look like more like magehound legs than anything else. Or I will take it. Everin, what are you doing? So after seeing Lander and the Albire, or vice versa, the Albire and then Lander run by, and hear a guy scream, yes, I am assuming he's not going to come back for what I had planned. So I will dematerialize my arm, let that manacle fall off, rematerialize it with the sword, take the butt of the sword and knock it off my arm, break the lock. Then I will do the same thing to the lock on the door to escape. Okay. You can break the manacle fairly easy. The The door is actually going to require a roll. I mean, your sword is essentially impervious to damage, but it may not be strong enough to break the door either. That makes sense. So you may just not accomplish it. Okay. But so again, just roll me a d20. Basically, higher is better. So it's basically, it's like a basic attack against okay. the door. Nah, it's an eight. Okay. The doors here, like the the bars are actually made of really strong steel. It would be like taking a real sword against it. It might eventually break. Since your sword can't break, you have that advantage, but it's it's not something you're going to be able to just whap and knock off. I mean, it's going to take you probably a while, dozens, if not hundreds of strikes to continue to break. Is there anything else you want to do on your turn? Uh, once I figure out that I'm not going to be able to, to break it immediately, I'm going to shake it to make noise and yell out, uh, Lander, whenever you get done, I really could use some help getting out. All right, so we'll go over to Lander. It's actually the elf's turn first. He is basically going to um, look around, this is almost like a small mess, and grab a, a cleaver off the, the shelf or the counter, and he's going to attack Albie with a meat cleaver. And he missed. In game terms, he's standing there with Albie on his dick, but you know, in the, in the, in the narrative, they're like twisting and turning, and he's screaming, and Albie's clawing and flapping his wings. So there's like a, a lot of activity going on, so he basically just isn't able to get a swing at, uh, at Albie. It is now your turn, Lander. Does Albie get a turn to attack? Uh, yes. I actually rolled it. Albie got a 1. 13 versus AC. 13 is going to miss. I'm rolling like crap right now. All right. So Albie, I'll just go ahead and roll an attack. Albie rolls pretty well. Albie must have bit into uh, the inner thigh and got that big vein that runs in there. And there's just blood just starts gushing out. And Albie continues just to claw and scratch and just demolishing this elf. <laughs> but it's not dead yet. Everin. I imagine that. I am puzzled and probably surprised, pleasantly surprised, as I hear this, these screams from this elf, uh, and I don't hear any like any death moans from an owlbear, whatever that would sound like. Um, what, what would that sound like? <laughs> uh, so I just have to think in my head that so far they're doing okay. By the way, every time I'm attacking, I'm attacking with Witch Bolt, so it's like this crackle of lightning going across the room. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're hearing lightning crackles. So I'll just stand there with my hands on the gates. Lander, uh, any day now, and I guess I, I can I take another swipe at the door? Yeah, you can take another swipe at it. That's better. It's a 19. Okay. You take just like a couple very just like frustrated slaps at it, and uh, the second one just connects just perfectly, and you hear a loud clinking sound, 
it isn't actually open, but it's damaged. Like, so you, you probably could just like kick it open on your next turn. So you're not free yet, but you will be essentially when it's your turn again. Uh, the elf is going to get another turn to try to slap at Albie. This time going to hit. So Albie is going to take some damage for only four points of damage. So I'm going to guess that that's about half of Albie's hit points, roughly, maybe a third. Not enough to kill him, so I don't have to worry about that. Okay. But, it, but it definitely hurts. So Albie's actually going to let go and sort of like scramble over into a corner. It is now your turn. Enraged Lander's like, you son of a bitch! And he's going to cast Witch Bolt one more time because it's his last time. All right, that's much better. That's a 19 to hit. That will hit. So it just takes being super mad to make it happen. Two points of damage. Two <laughs> points of damage. It's a, I know, it's a lot. Don't freak out. That's enough. Yes! <laughs> and then it, the uh, elf will fall backwards, stiff as a board, My crackling dick. with like <laughs> brown and uh, crackled skin, his hair standing up, electrified, and then poof, crashes to the ground. Can I do a quick heal check on Albie? Uh, see if yeah, you can do a medicine check. All right, see if there's anything. Do I you can have do. animal handling, or I do have animal yeah, handling. Use that instead. Okay. Well, it's a it's an eleven. I rolled a ten minus one plus two. Wait, what was that? <laughs> what? So animal handling goes under wisdom, which I have a negative one to. Okay. But I have a plus two since I'm proficient in it. So you get a total plus one. Exactly. And what'd you roll? A ten. Okay. Albie's hurt. You think it's the wing? The wing or the wing? The wing. <laughs> okay. He's got a bad wing. He's got <laughs> okay. a bum bum wing. A bum wing. All right. About that time, Everin has finally managed to open the gate of his cell and kind of you just sort of scroll, stroll in and you see Lander over there hovering over Albie and just a mutilated elven body that's been also burnt to a crisp. I turned to Everin like, we're here to rescue. Let's go. I will calmly stroll past them, step over the dead body, grab the mutton, the clean mutton that's on the plate, take a bite, look down at them and say, yeah, fine job you did of that. Now let's get the hell out of here. When Albie sees that mutton. Uh, I'm going to give Albie the rest of the mutton that Everin didn't eat. Okay. So yeah, Albie uh, perks up a little bit at having some, some mutton. All right. So what are you guys going to do now? Well, I'm going to relay to Everin uh, pretty much what has happened with me and Albie since he got captured. The fact that they tethered our boat and that they tried to arrest me, and I didn't like that idea. And I told them that they were under arrest. I'm sure they got a good laugh out of that. But we need to do something to draw their attention back here away from our boat. So why don't we set this place on fire? You're kind of reading my mind. This is freaky. We also need to find the rest of our crew, though, too. Well, if everything goes to plan, which probably didn't, hopefully they're making their way back to the ship and we'll get there at the same time. All right. Uh do you have anything to light stuff on fire? We're standing in a mess. Oh, okay. A place to eat, not yeah. the literal no, mess that well, Albert made. No, it's both. It's both. It's both. <laughs> it's both literal and figurative now. Yes. But yeah, you you want to start a fire, you absolutely can do so. All right. So we're going to cut outside of Foss's shop to Cranthon and Cassandra and our Darkling friend who's starting to sort of come back to consciousness again. Oh. How long has it been since he's been inside there? About five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. So that seems long enough. You're just going to get him killed. Where, where am I? Oh, great. You're awake. He's not important right now. I am. 
if you really want Lander, set me free. I'll go in and get him. I know where he's at. And I'll bring him to you. Foss doesn't care about me. But I kind of hope Lander doesn't die. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you happen to know who I am? Not in porn sense? Preposterous. Shut that beast up before he gets us caught. I'd like to do a, like, do How I do believe if she's so well telling with the all truth? Jagged teeth. Um, <laughs> very careful. Uh, roll insight. Three. You think she's lying? I would say to her, "You can't lie to me. You've lied enough, and I believe nothing you say." I'm going to go in now and get Cade. If you tell Voss where the key is that I have it, then I'll kill you. But I'm still going in. Okay. What and are you I'm doing just, with her? I just threatened her. I said, but you, I'm taking so her with me. You're carrying her in with you? Yep. Okay. And I've said to her that if she tells if she tells Voss that I have the key, then I'll kill her. Cranthon, the mage hound, has threatened the woman who you don't know who she is, says something about going this in. This ignorant woman. Going into this building. You don't know where you are. And now he's starting to walk away. What are uh, well, you doing? Well, I say to. Excuse the, me, contraption? I say to the darkling before I walk in. I turn and I see him starting to stir from his slumber, and I say to him, I'm going in to get the guy that rescued you. Come or stay, it matters not. And I turn and start walking towards the door. Do you happen to know where my hand is? Yeah, it's actually still attached to Cassandra's ankle. I'll say, "Well, is this it? And I'll take it off of her ankle. <laughs> well, yes, it is. Good luck attaching it. I'll, I'll exam- examine it mournfully. <laughs> okay. Are you going to follow him in or just sit out on the wagon? I have no reason to go in here. I don't. Okay. I mean, I'm still recovering. All right. So you're sitting on the wagon with your hand in your lap. So, Cranthon, <laughs> are you going oh. to uh, open the door, kick down the door? Like, what's the plan with the door? Well, the door was already open. He's. Well, I assume he shut it behind him. It's not, oh. I mean, it's not locked, but it, I would have. Well, how did I see him sneaking in? <laughs> well, there's like a window. Oh. Okay. I'll just open it. Okay. But it, I'm going to try to avoid the ding of the bell. Okay, so that's the thing. It's going to be very difficult to do that. So how are you going to keep it from dinging when you open the door? I take out my thieves' tools. I take my glass cutter. I cut a hole in the glass. I suction pull it out so it doesn't fall and shatter. And then I reach through and grab the bell and just crush it. Cade, roll me a perception check. 17. Okay. You do not hear Cranthon. Cranthon, you were able to open the door that way without the bell making any noise. The door is open. And you can start to make your way across the room. Are you doing anything else? Because you would probably hear that conversation. We'll, we'll say just for dramatic effect, you're walking in right as Foss is standing up and basically says, I will take it. So, Cade, you're looking at Foss, who's now standing on two. They're not exactly like the Magehound's legs, but they're certainly metal legs. They're not biological or organic, I guess I should say. Can I see Cade? You can't see him, no. From where you, when you come in... Essentially, in my mind, you come in sort of on the right side of this first room. The hallway back is on the left side. So you, you basically can see the hallway. You can probably see the light coming through, but you'd have to move over closer to the hallway to see through it. There's like shelves in the way, so you can't walk straight over left and then be aimed yeah. at it. You have to go around the... And it's so it's dark in this room that I'm in now. Yep. You can see light coming in from the warehouse in the back. So I'll just, as quiet as I can, move over and look and see if I can see Cade. And see who, if Foss is talking to Cade. All right. First of all, roll me a stealth check. See how stealthy you can be. 17. Okay. So you're actually doing a very good job of moving quietly through the room. Now roll me an insight check. 
five. There is a crashing sound from directly behind you, and Cassandra goes, whoops. I crush her throat. <laughs> Before you do that, we'll jump over to get so so Foss stands up menacingly, and then you hear something crash from the room behind you. Hoping to take advantage of that, I'll say, All right, show me Lander and I'll give you the key. I'm glad that you're reasonable. I didn't want to have to hurt you. So Foss turns away and starts walking over to a door that was just off to the side. And you can hear his metallic feet at the end of his legs sort of tapping on the hard floor as he goes. And he, he, he's walking kind of stiffly, not quite an even gait. So he gets to the door and he opens it. Uh, he walks in. He leaves the door mostly open, not, uh, not fully, but he doesn't close it. And there's just like a couple seconds pause. And then from inside the room, you hear him say, God damn it. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.